Mm-hmm. And we're back. In black. But you have a new member. But present. we have. We definitely we have do. a new member. We, we talked about one. Jenna so much last time that we figured we'd just bring her in on it because she's part of it. Wouldn't be the same without her. Plus, I was jelly when I heard you guys did this without me. <laughs> we're glad you said it because we yeah. were both thinking it. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> wasn't fair mm-hmm. so jenna's here with us tonight jane salty and <laughs> just to give you another safe port <laughs> she just glared at me and we're here to talk about a few things tonight but i think we should start out by doing jenna's origin story okay i never heard your guys's origin stories i haven't listened yet well you're really good at telling stories <laughs> jenna's a writer <laughs> mm-hmm and a speech pathologist and a mom and a Be- teacher and a teacher and a really and good friend really good friend thank you guys really good cousin. look at that intro mm-hmm. <laughs> so tell us your story so jane was shy too about her origin story okay where did you guys start with your origin stories childhood mm-hmm. like wow. tell us about all the way conception basically yeah Woman. like how were you conceived <laughs> Well, the oldest child syndrome. <laughs> I feel like that's probably a good start. Oldest child syndrome. Mm-hmm. It's like the archetype of the achiever, where your parents put all their hopes and dreams on you, all their pressures on you, all of their lineage shit on you. Mm-hmm. In, sure. in love, but also in this like entrained, conditional love of like, we need you... We need to live vicariously vicariously through you. It's like what Teal Swan talks about, the doll thing, right? Yeah, exactly. That you're the exactly. you're the doll of the family mm-hmm. and you're supposed to act a certain mm-hmm. way and be a certain way and achieve things yes. to bring honor to the family. Yes, and I totally bought into it all the way. I achieved in every area that I could. It's like people pleasing to the extreme. Mm-hmm. So and it was just what I thought that I was supposed to do. Like complete conditioning didn't know any better so I achieved in um, school I achieved in sports I achieved in even like taking care of my siblings and then being ambitious and going out and like living a super linear path of um, you excel in school then you go to university you excel in university you get a good job you get married you have kids we talked mm-hmm. about this in the last mm-hmm. podcast. Yeah, I was podcast. like, wow, interesting. We it's talked about the out. checks yeah. and the boxes and the horizontal. Totally. Well, what's coming through for me is like, when was the first moment you realized that that's what was being put on you? There was a point where I was in grad school. Actually, I remember it really clearly. <laughs> there was a point where I was in grad school and I had been a teacher for two years before I decided to go back to school. And when I was a teacher, it was like, I could do such a good job of being an amazing teacher and like bonding with my students, but it felt like there was something more I needed to do. So I had to fill that gap with more education, like be better, do larger. So that was the answer at the time was, yeah. oh, okay. It's, some, it's some, like, I don't know what's missing. So I'll fill it with, mm-hmm. I'll fill it with that like, what my parents have told me, like, go get an education, be a bigger thing, do a bigger thing. <laughs> so I went to grad school and I didn't even know what I was going to go for, but my mom was like, 
I think you should be a speech language pathologist. You'd be really good at that. And I like searched and searched. I didn't know what I wanted to do. So I was like, okay, I'll just do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> do what I'm told because I'm really good at that. So I went and I remember like um, about a year into grad school, there was this moment where um, I was being watched by supervisors, other classmates, um, and my partner who I really didn't get along with well because we just didn't jive. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was treating this student and they had just thrown us in there and I had no idea what I was doing with this student who had a really like, that I, I knew afterwards, a really rare form of speech and language disorder and I was brand new and I had no idea what I was doing and it completely bombed. Mm. It was the most mortifying, embarrassing thing possible. I'm treating the student, everybody is watching, it feels super high pressure, and it's just completely bombing. And I remember having this moment where I'm like, this isn't working. And then I almost started bawling. And then I just sat there and I was like, the world isn't ending though. Hmm. This is completely mortifying, but the world mm-hmm. isn't ending. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a weird thing, because then I came out of it and I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? Like, what am I even doing here? I don't even like this. <laughs> what the hell? And I'm stuck in the middle of this program that's costing thousands and thousands of thousands of dollars. And I'm doing yeah. something I don't even want to do. Mm-hmm. This isn't what I was told it was supposed to yeah. be like. Yeah. 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 It's not fulfilling all my dreams. Yeah. It's not fulfilling that, like, empty gap, that, like, that gaping wound inside of, like, what am I supposed to do? And, like, what's going to make me feel good? So now, knowing what you know, both of you, mm-hmm. what do you think that gaping wound is? And how have you filled it since, knowing what we know now? Because we've come a long way from that person who was bombing and mm-hmm. close to tears. Mm. Um... I really think it's like getting in touch with the feminine because that leaner path is the masculine line. It's like you go full on masculine, doing, achieving, mm-hmm. following all the rules. Optics. It yeah. looks good. Anything yeah. that looks good. Yeah. And you know what the gaping piece is? The unknown, the creativity. For me, it was getting back to writing. Like all of a sudden I tapped into creativity. I had this like deep yearning for adventure as like this lusty feeling. I was like, I want to go out into the world and do something and have no idea what the hell I'm doing. Like, go on an adventure. Well, and then after you were done your degree, you had your daughter, and that really shifted things for you too, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that one just reminded me of my mortality. There were actually two moments. So, um, after I got married, then I, a year later, I got pregnant right away. Um, and about eight, nine weeks into the pregnancy, I had a miscarriage. And it was like life stopped for a second and got really raw and vivid. And I grieved so hard. Um, A, it was like the linear path had faltered Mm -hmm. (laughs) because it didn't go to plan. Mm -hmm. Um, And I had all these hopes and dreams and expectations tied into what this child was going to be. And after you have a miscarriage too, you never know like if you'll ever get pregnant or if it'll ever happen. Mm -hmm. So you have to face up with that fact Mm -hmm. that like it might never come true, but I also allowed myself to like tap into the only place that I could turn to properly grieve, um, was writing. And I wrote some really, really dark stories and it felt phenomenal. And I just like remembered how fragile life was Mm -hmm. and that, yeah, just getting in tune with all that rawness, the futility of life and the vivid emotion. 
Yeah, that story that you wrote after that was really good. Yeah, and it touches something in you when you mm-hmm. read it. Mm-hmm. So, creativity. What did you, what's the genre of it? It's such an interesting genre, too. It's like, <sighs> like erotic so, sci-fi or something. It's like, it's funny how things happen to be, like, exactly what you need at the moment. And I would have never come up with myself, but it was with a writing group, and... We're like, let's just do an experiment and like look online at what's selling at the moment and then just write. <laughs> um, everyone writes a short story. We'll put together an anthology and put it out there. And the thing that was selling the most at the moment was supernatural erotica. Yeah. <laughs> totally. I get it. Uh, <laughs> it's hot. <laughs> also, like it was disturbing when you looked at what was selling. There's like all this dinosaur erotica out there. Dinosaur yeah, erotica. What? Was effed up. <laughs> Dinosaur erotica? Yeah. The 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 main guy? The warden? He loves dinosaur erotica. I don't really get it to be honest. Prehistoric. Ooh. Awesome. Jurassic Park. Yeah. Nice Theratons. Like get at me long neck. <laughs> You want to add to your orange, your orange story, your orange, orange is the new black story. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Your dinosaur erotica. Your origin story. Um, I think really like getting back to my creativity is where I started to realize that, like, all of a sudden I was filling that gap, mm. and this need for adventure and this need for something else was starting to feel satisfied when I made time for it. Yeah. So, it was just like opening opening up this idea that there could be something else and that I could, um, I guess. And here's the thing too. I always have had a wild imagination. I used to think that everybody did this, but like there's always movies playing in my mind with dialogue and characters and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And then I start asking people, like even when I'm getting ready in the morning, I'm playing a full on storyline. Yeah. I don't do that. All the time. Cool. I don't do that. We were talking the other night, Jenna and her brother and I were talking, and her brother and I were like, we don't do that, Jenna. Like, you're the only one. But what, I, do you, what do you mean? Like, oh, I miss Like, that. I'm literally watching movies in my head all the time. Like, that you make up? Or yeah, that? they're totally made up. Hmm. All the time. And I think where that originated, too, is, like, in high school, I was kind of a shy kid, and... Um, I was bored all the time and I just like, I was in a small town and I didn't really like it. So I could just es- like literally escape into my brain. I could make up fantasies and I could just le- like live there. Yeah, I do that too. Live there all the time. And they're so like rich. Yeah, I, don't, I don't do that as much. Mm. I'm not. Yeah. So that's interesting. It's cool how we're all different. Mm-hmm. You guys are both water signs. I'm I, an air sign. Yeah, I'd say I'm more like play out how like different thing, like how things could go differently in my life mm. and I can like watch that movie like I can watch like three different mm-hmm. decisions unfold to do with the same scenario I'll have little fantasies yeah. but they're usually based in something that I actually could do mm. like a conversation I actually want to have with somebody or cool or like an interaction I actually want to have with somebody but it's based in reality well mine not- aren't usually me 
Mm. They're usually characters. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm like living through the character. Like I'll choose one that I'll follow. Sometimes it's usually it's third person. Like I'm watching from slightly above. So cool. Interesting. So cool. Hmm. You water signs are weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jenna and I keep in touch telepathically. Yeah, we do. Just having whole combos long We're distance. Saying, like, I'm like, yeah, I should call her. But then in my head, I'm like thinking about everything I would say to her. And then after, I'm like, I don't feel like there's a point in calling her now. Yeah. We've had that conversation. Already, yeah, we already just sent talked it. about it. Yeah. yeah. Just talking I, I believe you. I believe yeah. you. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. So what's the vertical for you, Jane? Oh, for filling that gap? Yeah, so well, we're talking about the achievement in the horizontal. Mm-hmm. So what now that we've come such a long way, mm-hmm. what is the vertical? What is that spiritual depth? Well, what I guess I'm finding the most, like, and I'm, this, I'm, this is kind of hitting me while you were talking, is like, I'm at a stage right now where I'm totally in transition and like, you know, just just failed my real estate exam and like am unemployed and like Mm -hmm. still living my bougie lifestyle and like probably a little bit in discomfort with spending some of my savings but I'm like the happiest I've ever been Mm -hmm. like everything just feel it feels like because I'm following my desire that's more like the vertical for me yeah that that really like helps me to it feels it feels like I and it sounds like maybe a little bit cliche but it feels like I'm like breathing in and consuming everything and like tasting it all Mm -hmm. so good like just like drinking it all drinking it in yeah Yeah. well like this morning what it was like eight o'clock and I just looked at you and I was like I'm so happy yeah and like all I'd done was I just like I got up and I went for a run and like had a good shower and I was like Mm -hmm. well I could die right now like I'm just great you know like but it's like there's such like a sensual eroticism to being present in the moment because mm-hmm. that that's when you get to tap into that gratitude mm-hmm. but also those sensory experiences yeah and like honor them mm-hmm. so cool. and I think like it's really interesting because you almost feel like you, for me I feel like a different part of myself mm-hmm. and I feel this like peace and not all the time like I definitely fade in and fade out, but but I can watch. Now I'm in a place where I can watch myself do that mm-hmm. and observe it and be like, okay, so we can adjust here, or we can adjust mm-hmm. here. Whereas like historically, I would have had to book a coaching session and be like, all these things happen and I don't know what happened, and then you would almost navigate me through and help me to see it. But now I feel like I can watch it mm-hmm. and tell you what I watched, and then you can help me choose different. If that makes sense, right? Mm-hmm. Too. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's been really interesting. And just like, then it feels like you like almost feel people on a different level too, mm-hmm. which totally. is cool. Totally. Well, cause you're tuned in. Yeah. And when you're yeah. tuned in like that, you just receive people fully. And you're mm-hmm. actually tuned into the present situation that's happening now, mm-hmm. as opposed to your projection or your fantasy exactly. or whatever it is that you're you're putting, you're superimposing over top of that other person. Yeah. You're actually interacting with how they're facilitating sensation happening in your body in that moment. Mm-hmm. And that is what feels erotic yeah, about it. It is mm-hmm. totally. It's, and any moment can be like that. Mm-hmm. It's really, really cool. And it does require yeah. presence for mm-hmm. sure. And healing trauma because it's trauma is what's 
causing that superimposed mm -hmm. projection to begin with. Mm -hmm. But all of that has mm -hmm. been cleared, and now it's just about really enjoying the freedom and the depth mm -hmm. and the sensuality and the the juice of every moment. Like mm -hmm. tonight when we were yeah. sitting out on the deck and just really soaking up the blast of yeah. the sun yeah. and it's late fall and it's yeah. the, the colors colors and the kids were so happy and yeah. everything yeah. and the food so was good. so delicious mm -hmm. and the yeah. company and everything doesn't have to be winning the super bowl or totally mm -hmm. or but there's achieving. definitely an element of letting go there like yeah. letting go of all the buzz and the hum in your head mm -hmm. because like what i'm realizing now is that when you're living in that kind of checklist mode part of your brain is always tuned out because it's right it's trying to go down the checklist you're like okay hey, i gotta do this i gotta do this i gotta do this i gotta do this you can't possibly tune into people that way and then you miss out yeah mm -hmm. Did you, you miss out and you don't like it's so wild that you're i was just gonna say yeah. like i want to bring this up because our podcast like our first one that we recorded we i literally talked about ticking boxes and like just like getting the thing and then being like oh, this isn't really what I wanted. Like, mm. and, like, figuring out what the thing was on the back end. Yeah. Like, and, like, even relationships. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. Like my, you think you want it so, so badly. Bad. You're like, yeah. I would die for this relationship. And, and well, and historically... It would be amazing. Yeah, it would, it would change, change everything. everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so true. This will be if the I thing. If I just thought this one thing, yeah. yeah if I, I just lost happy. that five pounds, like all those, yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, too. And it's like, well, if you actually loved your chub, you'll go like, that's the piece, too, that makes me so sad because mm -hmm. when I watch my own mom, like, the conversation is constantly like, I'll call my old best friend up to hang out when I lose that five pounds. Mm -hmm. I'll do this when I lose that five pounds. Mm -hmm. And like that five pounds could be anything to anybody. Mm -hmm. It could be like, mm -hmm. um, I don't know, when I run these errands yeah. or like when I achieve motion, this, when I do when that. I Basically my something life different is, for everybody. My yeah. life is on hold until I feel okay about myself. Yeah. It's like, oh, you but keep you yourself hostage won't. from actually yeah. enjoying your life. Yeah. And A, you actually won't ever get the thing. Because there'll always be another five pounds. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or or B, you'll you'll lose that five pounds so you won't actually be able to enjoy it because... Mm -hmm. It'll mm -hmm. be some it's other quote-unquote five pounds that needs yeah. to be lost or, yeah, you know. Yeah. Yeah, so for me, like, at a time where you'd think that, like, from the outside, maybe it looks like my life would be in shambles. I, like, I'm actually, like, the happiest, like, probably most, like, at peace, joyful ever. I actually noticed that tonight, though, because when you came in, you have, like, just this super glow on you. Oh. You look so good. So. <laughs> you Thanks. do. You look amazing. <laughs> Thanks. Glow up. Yeah. <laughs> but I, that's how I, like, it feels like, I feel like a glowy kind of feeling inside is... Actually, good vibes only as that sounds. Yeah, no, <laughs> it's true. And Jenna's in an up tonight. Have you noticed that? I know, that? what the hell? Yeah. I've been in ups lately. It's because we trashed her for me. <laughs> well, we don't mean we trashed her. We just used her as our polarity example. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I still love the down. <laughs> I still love Do you want to explain what that means to yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell us. Loving the down? Mm -hmm. Loving the melancholy? Yeah, I would say it's like girl. loving the melancholy. It's like mm -hmm. when you listen to a melancholy song and it like 
there's a couple beats that just mm-hmm. drop you down and it's like you can feel this incredible depth of like human emotion mm-hmm. oh man it's like salacious yeah <laughs> that's where like i'll imagine my little mental movies will turn into like tragedies but they feel so fucking rich <laughs> i'm like oh my god <laughs> sadist masochist yeah, in the house yeah. here i think we got three of them though it's yeah. like you know on the hero's journey like Right, where he goes to fight the dragon, and then he thinks he's going to win, but he actually gets knocked on his ass, and he's, mm, he's right. in the complete darkness, yeah. and he doesn't know how he's going to get out of it. It looks like there's no way to win. That is, like, the richest feeling, because it drops you into this extreme of human emotion. And complete surrender to yeah. what Because is. you tried everything you could do, and nothing worked. Mm-hmm. So you're at the complete mercy of the universe. This is a good segue because this is what I wanted to talk about tonight Great overall segue. is the hero's journey and Jenna again is a writer and she obviously mm-hmm. has a vivid mad- imagination and I just watched a movie last night that was the epitome of the hero's journey and in the masculine sense too. Yeah. But I want to talk about kind of what the difference between the hero's journey is and the heroine's journey. So the masculine and the feminine and how those are different and how they're the same and kind of what that means for you guys, what that means in kind of the arc of your story right now in the chapter that you're in. Um, I'm actually still exploring what the heroine's journey means. Like I've been studying the hero's journey for years because that's the only thing that's out there when you are creating pieces of art like written work well the gene keys has a definition here that i wrote down yeah tell us us. it's the and specifically the heroine's journey in the second gene key is the distillation of cosmic wisdom into human form so going through the portal or a Mm. descent so if the hero's journey is an ascent like ascension then the heroine's journey is a descent what Mm. is that myth again i forget her name um, just for a second here. Ishtar? Yeah. Yeah, it's Ishtar. She goes by like several different names yeah, across she goes cultures. By a few. Um, what's in the Greek? Why can't I think Persephone? of Persephone? Yeah, Persephone. Yeah. Yeah, it's where she gets, she's like the maiden and then she gets taken down by Hades into the underworld. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, and Ishtar is basically the same story, but there's like the seven gates that she has to go through. Mm-hmm. And my understanding was that like every gate she has to like drop an item. And that's how I think of the heroine's journey is it's like keeps taking layers off, layers off, layers off till you're completely naked and surrendered. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you realize that that was actually the point. <laughs> yeah. Was yeah. to get fully naked and expose yourself and see who you really are. Mm-hmm. And then you stay there. So you're losing in the feminine. If the feminine is shame and the masculine is pride, those are the two sides oh, kind of, of the same. Well said. Coin, yeah. Then the the heroine's journey is your journey through shame and and the descent into shame and like the and shedding that open shedding too. the mm-hmm. absolute ripping open like ripping open like because well, in the story she's like hanging off a meat hook mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> like, mm-hmm. yeah it's labor right it's yeah. delivering a baby and that's the feminine is like that mm-hmm. gritty bloody Messy. gory dark yeah. unknown unconscious mm-hmm. all of that yeah and then the masculine is more of the the ego death mm-hmm. yeah yeah of which is just as gruesome in a lot of ways because it's 
to the masculine who likes to be pristine and it's tragic perfect kind of. mm-hmm. for him ego death is mm-hmm. the worst mm-hmm. and i actually yeah. identify with that a lot mm. that ego death i, I mm. think i relate to more of the hero's journey than the heroine's journey interesting at this point I still i would be the opposite but i'm a masculine sign Hmm. Libra is a masculine. Yeah, I can say that I've got a couple ideas of the heroine's journey in my own life. I think, like, the first one is that I've always... Well, I don't anymore, I wouldn't say, but I used to struggle with my body image a lot. And and this was, like, a lineage thing that's been passed down through my family. Is, like, women that have fantastic bodies but don't recognize them at all and Mm -hmm. just hate on them. Yeah, your mom is Um, a banging bod. I know. Yeah, I know. I met, her. I met her after you told me all this. It's and I was amazing. like, for fuck's sakes. Yeah. Karen. I was like, Karen, what a waste. Like, come on. <laughs> and it's like a bitch slap when she says that she has to lose five pounds because everyone's like, oh, fuck you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> fuck you, Karen. Eat a burger. But like, that's the saddest part is that is when she doesn't recognize it. It's like, mm-hmm. it's excruciating. Yeah. But yeah, and I like, I inherited that. And, like, hated on my body, would, like, exercise to the extreme, and then, then I would try to restrict myself, and then I would end up binging, and then I would, like, hate myself for it. And I would do this and do this over and over again, and then all of a sudden, after I went through pregnancy and I had Maddie, I just remember this point of no return, where um, I was, my labor was activated, and I, it was starting to get really painful, and I sat there, and I looked at John, and I was like, oh my god, I could die. I could actually die today. And it just hit me so hard. And then the labor was so intense and I did it naturally Mm. right through to the end. And it was just like being able to be with my pain for hours on end and it was so hard. But the strength that I felt in my own body afterwards, there was no way I could disrespect it. Mm-hmm. Like after what I witnessed my body go through in labor, afterwards I can never look at it the same in that negative way. And I, I just noticed like anytime I looked in the mirror after that, I loved my body. I looked at the things that I actually loved because I had so much respect mm-hmm. for what my body did in labor. I think incredible. that's the epitome of the the heroine's journey. Yeah, yeah. Is like, labor and, your, yeah. and being present with pain and being mm-hmm. present with those. And it doesn't mean it's easy because no. there's no part of that no, that was easy. It was like I was not. literally hanging on the rail and like <sighs> counting to ten. Oh I was like, the, the yeah, I was like, <laughs> if I can make it for ten more seconds, and then you oh. get your ten seconds of relief, and then ten more seconds of excruciating pain. And you did it for hours. Hours you didn't know how long you were going to have to do that for. Mm-hmm. And every time it felt so freaking visceral. It didn't get like, it didn't get routine. And, but I got into this trance and it was at the point where I decided, I'm like, okay, like I could die and I'm doing this. I like felt empowered in that like, I'm going to do this. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Go, go through the portal. Totally. Once you're a portal. Yeah. Yeah. And then afterwards, you're changed. Right. You're never the same again. You're not the same. And that's that's where the hero's journey and the heroine's journey are the same. Yeah. In the end is that you come back transformed. Yeah. You've had had your journey. You've had your adventure. Mm Mm-hmm. I, I still think, though, that the, her- the hero's journey is more external. And that movie last night was a real... Real prime. Uh, yeah, Ad Astra. Mm-hmm. Um, was plug. A, yeah, plug, Don't but also, it. spoiler alert, if you haven't seen it. Uh, it's just... It's, it's actually uh, external, literal, to the edge mm-hmm. of the solar system exploration <laughs> for self... 
and then he comes back yeah and he's just like yo it's all about relationships and maybe I should make amends with my wife kind of thing yeah <laughs> like that's that's yeah. what's important is everything that was important was already on earth mm-hmm. it wasn't out there there isn't anything out there to save us that's so it per se mm-hmm. not that I don't believe in aliens because we do believe in aliens yeah and there were some rank baboons in that movie Oh my gosh. I hate monkeys. Oh my gosh. I hate monkeys. Sorry. But the thing, again, spoiler alert about this movie, the thing my astrology side loved was that he goes through this whole anger. Oh yeah. At the at the beginning of the movie, he's not in touch with his feelings or his emotions at all. Mm-hmm. Literally four different times he's asked how do you feel and he deflects the question. Oh yeah. And then he's going through this journey and he's feeling more, feeling more, feeling more. It's like a thawing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then they go to Mars and this yeah. monkey thing happens. It's so and it's much a, red. It's and like, a ragey monkey. And he says, he's like, I'm, in, I'm in touch with my, with my rage. <laughs> he says that? Yeah. And they're on Mars. Yeah. And that's Ooh. the planet yeah. of rage so and passion. Cool. So and sex. Cool. Oh, I want yeah. to see that. Yeah. Monkey sex. Oh. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> Go bananas. <laughs> but it was cool. It was really cool. And then he goes through this whole dream like kind of having almost psychosis when he's around Neptune. Yeah. And it's so indicative Weird. of astrology, mm-hmm. right? Like that's mm-hmm. what those archetypes are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this movie, and the, so when people, I, I know that people aren't going to get it when they go to the movie and they're just going to be like, yeah, it was kind of dull. It was kind of boring. You know, like the graphics were great, but the, like, the monkey was scary and <laughs> Brad Pitt's totally hot though. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the imagery was He great. actually is though. He's, He's banger. Yeah. <laughs> Can you talk about your hero's journey? Which, like for you, like what what comes to mind when you? Because you said like, um, oh, I'm more like the. I think I just really identify with the part of like the ego death and having. We we're kind of talking about this today with karma. Mm. When you get that insta karma, or you get a sense of oh, this is what it feels like to be on the other side of this. Mm. And I remember uh, after having. After Cody and I broke up and and all of the things I used to accuse him of or mm-hmm. fight with him about, like, with relation to, like, paying attention to me or, um, like, his, yeah, like, mainly it was his attention. And then being on the other side of that mm. with, um, I'm not going to say his name, but you know who I mean? Mm, give me a clue. Bumble? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, like, with him, where he was just, like, all up in my grill, on my case, like, Mm -hmm. texting me all the time and demanding my attention and being on the other side of that and being, like, whoa, this is karma. Like, this is what Cody must have felt like all Mm -hmm. the time Mm -hmm. when I was, like, on him all. And, like, there's so much pressure. And so feeling that ego death. Mm -hmm. And just insight. An insight, yeah, yeah. And, and just humility is, is <coughs> I, I definitely have experienced that a few times. Mm-hmm. Uh, I haven't had a baby, so I don't know the, the yeah. full extent of the heroine's journey, but I do think that the 
there's like the ego death part, but there's also the dark night of the soul part that we kind of touched on in the last the last mm-hmm. podcast of where you're just like in total complete this is the bottom of the bottom like I can't like it gets to the point where it's like fuck it I have nothing else to lose and do you say that that's heroin journey or the hero I don't know what do you think maybe that's that, the I'm feeling journey. really confused I actually I feel like I did that this year but I can't decide if it was the hero's journey or the heroine's like, journey in some ways I almost wonder if like it definitely is in the hero's journey but it's just like a short point in time hmm. like a scene Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, it is 90% of the heroine's journey. <laughs> it's like the dark yeah. night of the soul. Wow. So it's just, like, an extended. Right. <laughs> yeah. Because she's just going deeper and deeper. It's like, you thought you hit bottom? Here you go. Yeah, here <laughs> you go deeper. Here you go deeper. <gasps> yeah. And yeah. maybe they really, at the end of the day, are the same thing. And sussing them out is pointless. But it's just <laughs> interesting to me. Yeah. It makes me think of, like, the Ouroboros. Can like, you explain what that is? You know, like, in? the infinity sign. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where it's like, maybe they're not separate, but they're just connected. Just, like, masculine and feminine. Mm-hmm. Mm. In union. And it's like the up and the down. Mm-hmm. But they're actually all on the same line when you look at the figure eight. Right, they're like, not separate. Yeah. They're not actually separate. Yeah. They seem like they're separate. The polarities... If you think in terms of polarities of light and dark, mm-hmm. they're separate, but they actually need each other to exist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's what the masculine and the feminine are, is they need each other to, to exist. They need each other to create something new. Yeah. But the difference in the energy also exists in and of itself. So, I don't know. What's the, what's the most practical application you've had to the masculine and the feminine recently? What do you mean by practical application? Like, why is it even important that we're talking about the masculine and feminine? What comes to mind? I think it just, like, brings balance to your life when you have both of them. And that's what you've said before, too. And this actually makes sense to the figure eight or, like, the infinity sign. Um, Is, like, there's so much... When you think of the feminine... And you go down into that loop below or the dark descent, Mm -hmm. you gain so much power and strength. And I think of that like when I was in labor and I did that whole thing, Mm -hmm. I could actually, yeah, I could think of my whole pregnancy as the hero's journey, but my whole labor was the the heroine's journey. Mm -hmm. And so that was when I went down deep. And then you come back up and you're so fucking strong. Because <laughs> you're just like, I just realized how much power I have. Well, and that's what the feminine is. Yeah. It's power. Yeah. Because I just faced something that, like, pff, there's no way I thought I could do it. And I did it. Mm-hmm. And then you can go back up because you're, like, so powerful and you know it now. Mm-hmm. And then that can also reflect, like, also when you do deep internal work. And you go into that shit, the shadows and the, like, the dark parts of yourself that you don't want to face. Or, like, the grief or all those dark feelings, the sadness, the stuff that's been trapped under there. Mm -hmm. And then you really look at it and that allows it to integrate or float to the surface. Um, And you can use that now. Then you can take all that internal stuff and you can actually take it into the external world and use it. Mm -hmm. Like, manifest stuff from it because you understand yourself better. Right. Yeah. Right. It's not just like a 
it's not just an insight, it's actually a surrender and an integration of, of something. You've gone so down deep into the emotion, you've figured it out, you've accepted it about yourself, and then you can come back up and use that as power in the world. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that power is the feminine and direction is the masculine. So if you yeah. think of a ship, as both of them together mm-hmm. you need the fuel which is the power which is the feminine but if you didn't have a rudder which is the masculine then mm-hmm. you wouldn't go anywhere you'd have lots of power you'd have lots of fuel but you wouldn't have anything aiming you in a direction and it's like the feminine is the gas and the fuel so then if you don't have that feminine or that like internal knowing about yourself and that internal strength and power then you can't go anywhere mm-hmm. because you don't know your power it's running around the world without knowing your power. Right. I I see I see it a little like a yes like yes definitely like it's it is totally your power and I think once like it's harnessed like you're you're fucking unstoppable. Mm-hmm. Like I think when, when you, you have both actually, together. Yeah. When you have direction yeah. and power. Yeah. Because for because for me like. I guess, like, I know you two, you talk, two talked about, like, you love the yearning and, like, the, of manifesting and, like, wanting the thing and, like, mm-hmm. putting energy into that, whereas for we me, We love like, it, but we're also addicted to it. Right, yeah. right, whereas if I, if I manifest something, I get it, and then it's empty. It feels empty, and so for me, it's like, okay, I've got the, the ship and it's going somewhere, but, be, but if I don't have both things on board, mm-hmm. I get to this destination, I'm like, no, 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 no. It has no meaning. Exactly. So mm-hmm. the masculine and the feminine for me is like, get to the place and be like, this is paradise. Like, and mm-hmm. be able to like, and be able to also enjoy like the journey there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, like the waking up and having coffee in bed and having it be just as satisfying as sex. Versus waking up and being like, fuck, I have so much to do today and already hating your life five minutes into your right. day. Yeah. Right. right. And then you're going through the checklist like we talked about before. Exactly. That's very much in your masculine yeah. of I have to do these certain things, but you don't have the meaning it's of so why empty. you're doing them. Then it's so empty. you wonder why you feel empty at the end of the day because yeah. the feminine part is lacking. Yeah. And we live in a patriarchy. We live in a world that that over-focuses on the masculine. And there's not anything wrong with the masculine no it's, i need it we need it yeah love it adore it like yeah. it's it's the best it just needs to be in balance with the feminine yeah it and absolutely respect has her. To be. yeah and she yeah. has to be respected and she's not being very the, the best respected. like the best practical example i have because it's like my my area i guess is sales like when you're sold to by someone that's just in their masculine it actually feels like you're being fucked dry <laughs> but if you're but if you're being sold by someone that's like got a good marriage of those two, you're like, yeah. I'll buy fucking anything yeah. from you. I know exactly what you mean because I feel those people yes. a mile away and I stay the fuck away from them. It's like shitty network marketing. People. I feel like I make them chase me around <laughs> because I can feel them. I know exactly that they want to take something from me and I get the hell out of there. Yeah. So like, they're trying to me. they're trying to penetrate without actually feeling you. Mm-hmm. That's like, so I was listening to um, the Aubrey Marcus podcast Mm -hmm. this, like the last week or the week before, Mm -hmm. and he was talking to, um, oh geez, I keep forgetting names tonight, but he wrote the, did he have really slick back hair? I can't remember. He owns like a marketing company, like a big marketing company in the States. Yeah, I think it was. And he wrote a book called like the, 
soulful art of persuasion or something. Yeah, the like art that. of persuasion. Yeah, yeah. Art of persuasion. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. soulful. Yeah, yeah. But he was talking about sales too, mm-hmm. and how like that kind of sales, like the like chase people down the car salesman, like greasy kind of mm-hmm. sales, is so outdated. Um, and it's partially why he wrote his book. But what did he call it? It was like when you go into a conversation or sale and all you're thinking is like, close the deal, close the deal, close the deal. He said it's like you could go into a relationship thinking that too and it's so nasty and gross. Well, I think a lot of people do and that's why relationships are so... That's why Tinder is so gross. That's why Mm -hmm. dating is so gross right now. Because it's just like, close the deal. Close the deal. Like, (laughs) yeah. Here for one thing. Yeah. And that's what he said. Tick this box. That's Mm -hmm. what he said even like now. Yeah, so like... What makes you successful? And he's like, I'm in it for the long game. Every person that I sell to, I'm thinking long-term relationship, and that's how I treat them. Is that mm-hmm. we're going to be in relationship for a long time. Yes. I'm going to be really mindful of the yes. way that I treat oh, you. Oh, it brings yes. the actual meaning and humanity and feminine back into yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Instead of just being goal-oriented and trying to use... Fuck dry. The, fuck dry. <laughs> yeah. It literally yeah. feels like that. But, like, again, like, circling back, and I think that this is important, like, the masculine is so important because it holds everything together, too. Because, like, the flip side of that is, you know, those people that are super friendly and they're your best bud, but you also never buy shit from them. Because mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> you're like, yeah, Fred's a really fucking nice guy, but I'd never buy a car from him. Like, you know, you know yeah. that same sentiment, so, you need yeah. the You need the boundaries, you need, you need the container, you need yeah. the structure around it. Yeah. You need to know where you stand. And yeah. all of that is masculine. Mm-hmm. But you also need the meaning and the fluidity and the humanness and the dynamic flow. And you need to know that you're more than an object to somebody. <laughs> you need to be felt. Yes. Yeah. You need to be felt. And that's where the the masculine has to put attention on the feminine to really feel her. Mm-hmm. And all he really wants to do is feel her. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's the thing that's the most satisfying is to actually be let in to feel her mm-hmm. and then she has to let him feel her mm-hmm. and then offer up that desire of what it is and then he translates it and is like oh is this what you want mm-hmm. and then she returns that with approval mm-hmm. and so he offers up like do you want this cheeseburger mm-hmm. i sense that you are hungry and then she's like yes i love cheeseburgers Mm -hmm. and then that whole interaction is so fulfilling so yeah so so fulfilling Mm -hmm. that's like to be actually felt of like you have examples of this with john right where he Mm -hmm. just senses what you want without asking (laughs) and brings you home stuff and you're like i didn't even know i wanted this but i did (laughs) i I wanted it i love it and i'm so excited to have it and then Mm -hmm. that whole that actually brings connection you know it's funny because like when i was pregnant he'd always bring me exactly the drink i wanted when i went when he went to the grocery store and like there's no better thing but i also remember this one time that he came home and it wasn't valentine's day it wasn't like any special occasion but he just brought me a single rose and it meant so much more than a whole bouquet of roses because it was like he took it out of the cliche to have specific meaning yeah. And like I wanted to do this for you as like an right. offering. Not just like I'm doing this because society says that it's Valentine's mm-hmm. Day and I should buy you this box of roses. Right. Or this bouquet of roses. So he felt into you as a mm-hmm. person, as an individual, what you would like mm-hmm. and then offered it up to you and then you returned your you 
closed the transaction, so mm-hmm. to speak, by offering your gratitude and your excitement and your turn on yep. mm-hmm. about receiving it, mm-hmm. right? So that's that's the thing that we need to do more of because we fuck that up all the time in relationship. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All the time. And probably in sales too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. like if we could get, if we could nail that, that would be soulful sales. That would be soulful relationships. Mm-hmm. Provide the depth there. Yeah. But we fuck it up when we can't receive, mm-hmm. when we can't take compliments, when we can't let somebody do things for We're us. Not in tune. When we don't let people feel us mm-hmm. fully, which I have I have issues with because I like putting up the blockades of like, you don't know what's going on in here. I don't even fucking know what's going on in here. <laughs> you don't know. Like that feel entitled. I am purely intellectual. I have mm. no body. Ooh. No. 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 The, there's two water signs here, like, mm. like hard no, hard no. They're funny, hard. <laughs> but then you know, when you're a water sign, you feel really deeply mm-hmm. a lot. Mm-hmm. But then you can't always intellectualize it mm-hmm. and word it, so you don't give the appropriate. Yeah. Swamp. You don't name your desires. You just expect them to Swampy know them. Feminine. I'm like, you can't feel me. What am I feeling? What am I feeling? <laughs> you better know, or you're getting locked out. Yeah. How do you not know? <laughs> Yeah, but we could just oh, cancers tell them, <laughs> tell them what you're feeling, and then tell them what you need, and then also like I think this might be a cancer thing too, but like sometimes I do that, but then my pride talks to me and it's like, yeah, but he should have known, so like he did it now, and I'm not gonna accept it because he should have known in the first place. Mm-hmm. That's the pride piece that needs to drop, and I recently realized this because I was like. I've been doing these heart meditations and feeling my own heart opening. And I think that's what taught me this. But the one morning after I did one, we had this, that exact situation occur where I'm like, oh, he should have just known. And he said sorry. And he said all the things that I told him to say, mm. but I wouldn't accept them. I like on the surface was like, yeah, yeah, it's good. But inside I was like, no, it's not good enough. And then I realized that that actually closed my heart. And I was like, whoa, by not actually receiving him, I hurt myself. Mm-hmm. It's not even about him. I hurt myself when I don't receive him mm-hmm. because I'm shut down and I'm closed. Mm-hmm. And that was enough for a turnaround mm-hmm. of like, mm-hmm. whoa, yeah, <laughs> I need to receive because it's good for me. Yeah. It's good for yeah. both of us. Yeah. yeah. It's good for but, both of us. He feels good. I feel good. I get what I want. Yeah. And if yeah. I can drop my ego and my pride and my punishment, mm-hmm. yeah, then we both win. Yeah, exactly. And that, that connection piece, that nourishment piece that we were kind of touching on in the last podcast, we talked about turn-ons a bit mm-hmm. and how turn-ons are a way to get fed in a... Oh. <laughs> I will be right back. She will be right back. She's on mom duty. So yeah, turn-ons are a way to really be fed that nourishment that we need, that intimacy, that mm-hmm. that being seen and having people pay attention and approve of you, that combination yeah. is intimacy. Yep. And that's the piece that pretty much everyone in our culture is starving for. 
And that's where this term of thirsty comes from. Yeah. Right? It's like, they're not actually thirsty for the D, right? Like, they're thirsty for attention, for approval. Yeah. For validation. And like Tinder and Bumble and swiping and small hits of a match. Yeah. All of those little dopamine hits, they feel good in the short term. Mm -hmm. But in the long term, they're not actually feeding Mm -hmm. that that thing underneath and so that's what nicole de don's ted talk talked about and it's true it's Mm -hmm. true that orgasm turn on the erotic whatever you want to call the energy of of actually living in the moment that does feed you yeah and i think like as a a caveat to anyone who's tuning in like the most important thing to know about Cause, cause listening to this and hearing you say that, I'm like, well, yeah, like I want that too. I want, everybody wants more of that. And then the question arises of like, well, how do you get that? And I think that it, like it, it starts with you in your own practice and how you start to meet that in yourself. But then also like having, um, if you're like, if you're a woman listening to this or, or a man, like, or whatever you, however you identify having that group of people around you that you can consistently you know, mm-hmm. connect with and like have witness you in that, if that makes sense to get mm-hmm. that connection. Totally. That, but yeah, that was something I definitely didn't do very well before mm-hmm. actually like building a sisterhood and mm-hmm. like having friends that had similar values. For sure. That's yeah. important. <coughs> Speaking of sisterhood, Miss <coughs> Madeline is here. Yeah. <laughs> She's three. The youngest member of the Do you want to say hello? Want to say hi? You're too tired. She's sleepy. She just Mm -hmm. wants to be present for this. Yeah, Yeah. she's part of it, for (laughs) sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's exactly it, Jane. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Here's the results of the of the meat hook. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) it was all worth it. Yeah, I just think that's so 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 important. And, like, mm-hmm. probably a major reason, like, for me, why <coughs> my cup feels so full right now is because, like, no matter what's happening, like, there people are witnessing me, and, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Being seen. Yeah. Which is what intimacy is, right? Yeah. What do they say in Avatar? Into, what's the saying? I don't know. I see. Oh, what is it? It's something Small about into you, I see. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like Tail Swan says it all the time, too. Into you, I see. Yeah, she does, for sure. And then they touch tails and they mm-hmm. get it on in their yeah. blue bodies. <laughs> and they do that little swing. Yeah. Around the tree. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. But, yeah, definitely, definitely of high importance to have that group of people around you. Mm-hmm. Anything else you want to add before we wrap up? What do you think the themes of were of tonight? <laughs> the horizontal and the vertical. Again, it's like the yeah. masculine versus yeah. the feminine and then realizing you need both. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this is an ongoing conversation. Like if you're listening to this and you're like, I really don't understand what the difference is, do a little research. Mm-hmm. Do see what it means, what those different polarities mean. Again, it's not gender, it's about 
the the differences in the polarity the duality mm-hmm. and how you integrate those both together in your own body mm-hmm. and and your relationships are a reflection of what's going on in you internally because everything that's going on externally is a mirror of what's going on internally yeah so that's the place to start and mm-hmm. and maybe to start our next podcast mirrors yeah mm-hmm. yeah definitely and how how we are responding to people mm-hmm. and reacting and you got to meet Jenna, so you're welcome. <laughs> and and Miss Madeline. Are you sure you don't want to say hi to me? Do you want to say hi? You have the cutest mm-hmm. voice. No? Okay. <laughs> she's, she's a hard no. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, signing off. We will talk to you soon. Mm-hmm. Bye. Bye.